You're listening to the New Old Heads podcast, shot live every Tuesday at twitch.tv slash newoldheads and released every Thursday at noon via bringingdowntheband.com. The show is brought to you by Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl. Support the show directly by becoming a member at patreon.com slash newoldheads. You are now tuned in to the New Old Heads podcast. I am Major 7. The entire crew is not here. Uh, we have dwindled down to three. We got uh, Jay Moore and Red August taking care of some grown folk business. Um, but we're still here, starting off with my man Longevity, who is uh, multitasking today. So he is playing Red August's position and on-site producing and all that is live. So y'all bear with my man. I'm going to go to Terry first. Oh, we, I'm good now. Are yeah, you yeah. good? Cause we have to wait till the music ends before I can come in. That's the only oh, thing. Fair you know? So I'm excited about this game you're about back. to give us. I'm back. How are you, man? You got any game for us since Jay Moore is gone? Yeah, kicking, flying, and flapping and stuff, man. Just like... <laughs> like pimps in the clouds <laughs> you that fly huh super fly that's what's up i'm gonna leave that alone man i mean not really I, i'm just regular that's game man. though that's game it's still game jd what's happening man Salutations. how's everything everything is everything how's your shoe shopping going i'm trying to scale back man uh you hit a lick with the medidas though i did oh. i did the hebrew brantley's yeah nice pickup I was, you know me, I'm a hater. I was, I was impressed. I know. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I gave you your piece, all right? Yeah, I, like I said, I was surprised. Yeah, that's a good pick. But it, it was a, uh, you really wasn't trying to give me the piece. I hated it at first, yeah. and then I caught myself and said, you know what? That's a good pickup. Yeah. Those shoes are fire. Yeah, I'm trying to stay out of trouble, man. So hard though, man. The algorithm gets you, man. Yeah, it keeps ads pop up. Hey. Yeah, they do. They know what you like. Yeah, especially if you click on one somewhere else and you yeah. scroll through Facebook, now it's 12 ads. Yep. Oh. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I caught myself. Yeah, you did. Just be careful, brother, out there. Just scroll up. Just, mm-hmm. just keep doing this. Shout out to the chat, man. The chat is uh, alive and well, and I'm seeing a lot of laughing emojis and laugh out louds. So I think they like long giving that game. So... <laughs> All right, man, let's go. I don't ahead. know if I would call it game. That was game. No, know. that was game. That was game. I, you know, we, we uh, I don't know about the execution, but the game was there. Though. What you said was game. Yeah. The execution is something else. We'll leave that alone. All right, man, let's go ahead and jump into the room. So Hove says he doesn't charge for features, and I'm actually. And no, you can't get one. Yeah, I'm, ple- I'm pleasantly surprised about this because I thought, you know, Jay-Z feature would be almost like hitting the lottery. But in an interview with Kevin Hart, he says he does the features just off his relationships and he never charge, never charges for the features. But he did admit that there are way more no's than yeses. And he said he tries not to, you know, string people along if he's not going to do the feature. But I was surprised at somebody of whole, of whole stature that he just would, you know, toss features out there. Then I had to pull back and think about the features that he does. And he talked about... You know, it's either through the relationships or if it's somebody that's extremely talented, which is a good thing. I, I respect that. But were you guys were, were you guys shocked when you heard that Hove doesn't charge for the, for features? Because I thought it would have been a bag. In my really. personal opinion, no. Mm-mm. You think he's to a point now where it doesn't matter? I mean, Hove is a godfather, man. True. I mean, he's in a position to where, like you said, he picks and chooses which songs he wants to be featured on. Right. He gets in there. He goes off. The song does well. Although he didn't charge on the front end, I guarantee you get some kind of royalty from that. That part. So it's kind of banking on, I know what this is going to do. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and 
give you this favor, or right. not even necessarily a favor. I'm gonna I'm throw you a solid. I'm not even gonna charge you because it's not like he needs the bread at all. You know, he's in a position to where he can he can do whatever he wants to do. And again, um, up and coming MCs, that doesn't mean that he's going to give you a verse just because he doesn't charge for the verse, right? Because he he probably wants to compete. He wants to be on a track with somebody that that his uh, is his a alike or or somebody he considers a peer or even somebody that he considers a uh maybe somebody he's mentoring or something. I don't know. Right. But yeah, I, I really didn't see that as a big surprise at all. I think it's dope. I just you know when when you look at Jay for who he is in my mind, I'm thinking you know that's got to cost. Cause that's light. That's a life changing. Could we agree? That's a life changing feature, right? Depends on who's whose feature it is. I mean, because if you consider his latest features have been with who Pusha T. I could expect um, that. You can Kanye. expect that Kanye. Right. Yep. Nipsey. Nipsey. Yep. Yep. These are people that you would think that he would rap with anyway. Then Nate Jeezy said in the chat, Jay, Jay only getting on the track if, if it's a moment. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's uh... Nas. Yeah, Nas. Jay Electronica. He did a whole album with Jay Electronica. Yeah. That was a moment. I don't think the moment was necessarily great. but it And was that might have been because, I mean, Jay Electronica has literally been sitting on Rock Nation for how long? Uh, long enough where I can't remember how long it is. Right, so it's almost like he owed that man that. True. I, I, I feel like, one, I question the actual validity of it. Like, to what extent does he oh, mean? Oh, how, how easy you know, like, it? And how, for, like, how long it's been that way. Okay. I mean, obviously, he's probably telling the truth, right? But I don't know. I Do you think this applies to Jay 10 years ago? That's that. That's, Is that what you're saying? That's my question. Was this Jay Z twenty years ago? Okay. You know what I mean? Like when he was at his rise, you know. But it also could mean a couple of things. It could mean that he's only focused on the mechanical royalties or the, his publishing aspect. So maybe, maybe he doesn't charge people for like recording. You know, like the 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 manual label of recording. Maybe he just wants to collect percentages of streaming or percentages of publishing and stuff back like that. Backing is probably crazy. Because if you think about it, if you're Jay-Z, it doesn't matter if you charge somebody for for that stuff. You're, you're, people are going to play your song, so you're going to get paid from it. True. So, True. I mean... I it, think it's dope that he... That he yeah, I mean, to, ex- to an extent, I get it. Like, I've never... You know, like, just personally, like, I've never been somebody that's really liked charging people being a part of the process that I'm doing and vice versa. Like if I reach out somebody for a feature, if somebody wants to get me on a feature, like if, if we can, if we can split stuff like after it's created, then I feel like that's fair in most instances, unless you're just super busy and then you're paying for somebody's time. Right. But in general, like, I don't know. I, that's, that's just, that's my personal stance. I know it's different from most people. Most people want to get paid for the beat and then get, get the, you know, the royalties and all that other stuff. And I think that's Okay. It's just I've never really cared about that. I've always been, uh, I think it depends, it varies, situational sometimes, but for the most part, it's, you know, exchanging goods is is something that I've always been down for. It's okay, if I give you a beat here or something, then, you know, we exchange, we trade goods, like we, we're, you know, we're helping each other out. Right. I've never been opposed to that. Uh, but also, but... <clears throat> It, it does depend on who the person is. That's it what I'm saying. It depends on yeah. what it is. It does. But, but I always try to like 
I always try to only work with people that I want to work with. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I don't, I don't think I've ever sold a beat to anybody that I'm like, man, you suck. Like, why would I do that? Like, yeah. It's going to sound better too. If you're working with somebody you want to work with and yeah. that's essentially what Jay-Z is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, he doesn't say yes. To, he said there's more no's than yeses. Yeah. So Lots. obviously he's he's picking and choosing what he jumps on. Yeah. I'd like to hear him do something with Tyler, the creator. That would be a good one. That would be cool. I think yeah. that would be a moment right there because Tyler be showed that he can he can indeed rap with his last album. But I, but I need it to not be, the, you know. I need it to be, to your point, if it's, if it's Tyler – needs to be a Tyler record though. I don't want him to try to right. do something Definitely. for a Jay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, for yeah, Jay Z. Yeah. Stay in your stay in your right. bag and bring him to Which I your think world. He, you know I what I'm he, saying? I think he could. I think he yeah. would. You know that I've got so much respect for Tyler and it just it just continues to grow. I don't know. I agree. Like, I'm not even trying to fanboy. Like I, I, I legitimately appreciate what he does. But Tyler's got one of my favorite rap lines in in a long time. He said, I got so much self respect I wash my hands before I piss. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's he's uh I'm not gonna say I missed it, but I was I was blind to the, to it in the beginning. I'm like he's a guy that's uh he's just goofy, he's silly, he's goofy, and that's that's what I took him as. But as I started listening to the music, I started seeing videos of him making beats and got continuously got got better as an MC. Our dude is nice. I've been a fan ever since. Yeah, he's he, cold. I saw uh, I think it was just to. Day on Twitter, actually, Tyler said, lost my phone, so if you're going to message me, don't. If you know who has my phone, contact me. Contact. <laughs> That's like, don't don't message me. And he'd be giving Khaled fits, too, so I, I like that. That's just a bonus. Khaled love Jay-Z. Oh, man. You got an album coming out. You hype? Who does? Khaled? I mean, he has an album coming out every year. Are you hyped though? No. Okay. Have uh, you ever this, been hyped? Have you ever been hyped? I, I was asking. I ain't know. <clears throat> it's uh, more so some of the tracks. I mean, because his last, he was at his last. He, like I said, he drops one every year. That one track he had with uh, with the baby, or was it little baby? I be getting him confused. I be getting him confused. Uh, baby and Dark. That mug was cold. Now he gonna give you. He gonna give you about three out of twenty five now. And with the six, 67 features, it's going to be about three on there where you like, yeah, that's yeah, a It'll be some that's going to that's gonna hit, but as as an overall project, I'm not looking forward to a Cali release. Oh, if man. I could get uh, a Jay-Z release this year. That would be good. If I could get another Nas release this year. And Hit Boy. Yeah, yep. Nas, Hit Boy. Mm-hmm. If I could get. Uh, I need Killer Mike's album. Yeah, if I, I, could, I could I could use a solo from Killer Mike. I, I could use that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in contrast to what we're talking about with Jay, Snoop said he want two hundred fifty thousand for a verse and another two hundred fifty thousand to show up in the video. But that's half a million. But that's Snoop, and Snoop is about getting money by any means necessary, I, as you can tell by the bazillion commercials <laughs> and yeah. things he does and everything. Snoop like, is getting to the paper, like Snoop. Like, I have a video on YouTube that Snoop's people went and got money from. Like, he's gotten money from stuff that I have done on yeah. his behalf. It, so, yeah, I mean, I Snoop, remember. Snoop does that. Yeah, half, a meal, half a meal for the, uh, for the full experience. He's stacking. Half a meal for I, the I just full saw, experience. I just saw a clip of him on Martha Stewart's podcast today on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, because she's yeah. about to have a whole strain come out because he talked her into getting into the uh, bud business. Not even mad. I, I mean, mean, not either. I mean, Snoop is... 
the most recognizable rapper, man. You can make Ever. a case. Any, Ever. Everybody knows who Snoop Dogg like is. Snoop is yep. openly, though. He embraces it. Wants to, like you said, he put his name on anything. Yeah. So, I mean, get your money, Snoop. But I was just trying to compare it from, you know, legend Snoop standpoint. Loop. But yeah. Jay, Jay is on a whole different level, man. So, salute to him for for that. But it's something, like Long said, it's something on that back end somewhere. Hove ain't stupid. He, he ain't become a he ain't become a Billy a Billy like. We're you know. also leaving out the fact that Jay Z is married to Beyonce. True. I don't think they're hurting for any money. Mm-hmm. Nah, not at all. Not at all, Mike. Not at all. His daughter's getting uh, credits on albums already. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Hey man. Swiss Beats boy can play the piano. Sure can. Like a mug. Like he's really good at it. Hmm. I guess that's him and Alicia Keys' child, right? Or yeah, is it the I, one? I think it's prior. I think it's oh, I their. Know. I think it's their child together. Is it? Did yeah. they have a child together? Yeah, one. The one son. Do they? Remember the one that had a. They have one child together, I believe. Oh, I don't know because he had one in his previous uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know. Yeah. Why not? Because I don't pay attention to that stuff. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. And I'm not an inquiring mind. There you go. On Swiss Beats' personal life. <laughs> well, Swiss Beats is about to have an EP coming out on that uh, the Mass Appeal collab with Primo and Nas. Can't wait to hear that. Wonder what the features are going to be. Guess we have to wait and see. It'll probably be a uh, posthumous. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. DMX verse. They going to sneak one in I was just going to say that. Might, might turn it into a whole joint and just put two ver- splice yeah. two verses together. I want to start it. I'll finish yeah. And I know loan. I know your ears are. I know you can't turn it off. You can hear when the verses are. You can too, when those verses are spliced versus. Yeah. You know, just something that they had around. You could tell. Well, we know that this is most likely something that they would have just had yeah. around. I mean, he probably got. I'm just saying, some of them are probably recorded better versus the ones they might try to patch together. But maybe I don't know. I wouldn't be mad if if he he had a uh, song with DMX, a song with Eve. Yeah, a lock song mm-hmm. and a nine song. I mean, what, what ain't we doing with five songs? Yeah, I believe it's uh, five tracks for each EP. Right, so we need one more person. Yeah. So who will be the fifth for that? You said Nas, Eve, DMX, Locks. That's four. Who else? Who would have been from that that era? Or who sounds good on a Swiss, Swiss beat. Beast beat? I don't even know. Yeah, outside of the people that you name, no, I don't. He's so hit and miss for me, so. 100% hit and miss. Legendary producer, though, but he's definitely hit and miss. Yeah. I agree. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm a hater, but oh well. Anyways. <clears throat> All right, it's repetitive. man. Repetitive. Repetitive. <laughs> yeah, remember him and Tim was uh, doing their battles on IG. Like, try this, and it was boom, tap, 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 tap. I said, <laughs> oh, man, come on, bro. Yeah, that's his favorite. Yeah, he likes that one. <laughs> All right, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and go to the next topic. Um, favorite. I thought it, what made me think about this was favorite hip hop moments of all time, and I was watching Fade to Black. Um, last night I was watching Fade to Black, and whenever I watch it, I watch it all the way through. Jay Z movie. Yeah, the Kanye session. Of, who else did he have? It was with Timbo. He was with. Uh, he's recording Night and Our Problems, like the concert series, seeing Beans and all that. And it got me thinking about hip hop, like actual hip hop moments as we've been fans of hip hop. I personally think that Fade to Black documentary coming out and it quote unquote being Jay's last album 
that is a that's one of the moments, one of my favorite hip hop moments that I can remember. Because I remember being hype about the documentary. I remember being hype about the Black album. I remember being excited about you know him working with X amount of different producers. Quick Ninth was on there. Eminem was on there. Timbo was on there. Uh, who am I missing that produced on the Black album? Am I was Prank? I don't know. Pre went on there. Primo did Warning, didn't he? Just Blaze. No, uh, Just Blaze did, uh, was on there. Threats. No, Knight did Threats. Th- Knight, Knight yeah, that's threats, right. Knight yeah. did do Threats. Uh, Pharrell was on there with Allure. Um, so yeah, I, re- I remember that being a dope moment. I remember being excited about that. Are there any moments that stick out to you all just in general where you say, man, that was a dope moment in hip-hop. I remember being extremely exciting, extremely excited about, you know, XYZ happening. Is there anything to just kind of that was definitely a moment for me. There, like the black album. even hearing that go off, I'm like, "There's no way this is Jay Z's last. There's no way he's gonna leave like this." Yeah, because he was at such a high pinnacle. Yeah, when the black album came out. Um, but I will say, uh, "Get Rich or Die Trying" ah. was a moment in time that was uh that was pretty solid as far as uh Fifty coming out. Cause that was a sought after album. Good call. Um, what else? Uh, That's a good call, actually. I remember that. Mine was more like a period of time as opposed to a moment. To one thing, okay. Yeah, like I can't really put, can't really like pick like a moment necessarily, except for like going to that Blue and Exile concert that we went to in ah, Chicago. That was dope. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, A3C, when we went, you know, a lot of it's related to like performing and stuff too. But do you have a certain era in mind? Yeah, yeah. So the, the era for me is right around like 2003, 4, 5, 6, 7 in that kind of area, kind of pre-blog era. You know, I remember I, I and the reason why is because I was just discovering everything. You know, that was like the, I was already familiar with Like Water for Chocolate, but that's around the time that I got familiar that Dilla did it. And so I got oh, okay. into learning what his past was, you know. That's when where I got hip to um Murr's and Ninth Wonders album, which then turned me on to Little Brother, which then turned me on to a whole slew of West Coast music. Like and went down that entire rabbit hole of like Alchemist and Dilated Peoples and all the underground West Coast legends, you know, Blue and Exile. I remember I I found out about that album on a message, a San Diego message board that I was a part of. You know. I think you told Pete say who put me on I don't I, even I'm not mistaken or I don't even know at this point but but <clears throat> what I will say is that moment in time was there's just so much music discovery and I think that's the part that I keep trying to like when I latch onto it like I, I'm never going to be able to get back to that moment right but plus it was before we started blogging and I kind of got a got tired of yeah. music yeah I don't know how to explain it if yeah. you haven't been there but it's um yeah, it's definitely uh it's it's real are they, are I'll, they say to, I'll say another big moment <clears throat> for me in hip hop was uh, when Wu Tang uh, Forever came out. Oh man! And going to that tour, mm. which actually was the last time they came to Indianapolis as a group. Yeah, well, that was when, when did that drop? Ninety seven or ninety seven? I always heard summer ninety seven. Yeah, summer. Yep. Man, that concert was epic. Like that's a it local was so, or local legend. Yeah, it was so. I can't even, I'm down there getting chills thinking about it because it was like, it was just such a moment. Yeah. 
that it was so much energy in there that you can't even really describe it, man. But it was it was awesome. I will I will also say for me, Double uh, LP World excited. I will also say like hearing Eminem for the first time was ah. super unique because it was like who is this random? Because it was my name is was the single and it was on yeah. TRL. Yeah, and I remember I didn't even. Somebody on the bus coming home from high school told that doesn't even listen to hip hop music. Yeah. Told me about it. It was some random woman, a girl, you know, but, and I just like, no, never heard of them, but just like, it was just so different. I'd never really seen like a white rapper before, you know, he, in, he that, stood in that com- manner. He, he mm-hmm. stood, com- he stood way out and he stood way out. He was just yeah. different. I didn't really know what to think of him, to be honest. I didn't honestly, when I first heard Eminem, I wasn't about to mess with him because my weird. name is, it's just like, all right, look at this little blonde hair dude. Like when I was, when I was thinking of uh, hip hop dudes that was white, that was rap, I'm thinking Beastie Boys. I'm thinking right. third base. Right. see search. Yeah. I'm, well, that's third base. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Um, or even uh, House of Pain. And I didn't really like House of Pain. Yeah. Um, but so when I seen Eminem and it was like, man, who is this dude? And then, I mean, if you were to go by his first song or first single, yeah, about how he really is, then you actually would have missed out on some dope shit or stuff, you know. Um, yep, you know where it is. It. But anyway, um, <laughs> it just it just wasn't it for me that not that song. It was like TRL stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it it just wasn't it. But and I I think that's why we always talk about like how Eminem brought like an entire white fan base over. Yeah. 100%. You know, because he was just so shock, shockingly different. Like, I remember like, I already listened to hip hop, but it was just like, this is different. I don't yeah. know. Like even yeah. his first single was like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. It was like kind of comical. It was like a comic book. It was way. comical. You know I mean, I mean, he had on the superhero suit with the, E on it and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? The, all the crazy stuff. There's no the way I would have thought that that same Eminem would have been the Eminem that we know today. There's no way. All right. I'm but. thinking um, Nate Jeezy says bombs <laughs> over Baghdad. Somebody a crazy said, movie. Somebody says, oh, yeah. Smooth Hoosier said Stagaly. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What was Lee? What was his, his big his big BT hit? Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, man. I remember Stagaly. Nate is right about bombs over back. I'm gonna agree with him on, on Outcast. Period. Outcast was some was a group that I look forward to hearing every time they came out. Like I had Great. to have whatever new Outcast was dropping. So yeah. What about um? I'm gonna throw this at you guys. What about this one? Country Grammar. Uh, Country was Grammar was huge. was a moment. That was a hit. Yeah. yeah, that was a moment. It was just a plus. It was like Midwest music too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, what about? Uh, let me fact check my album. Make sure I'm cor- I'm correct. Um, <clears throat> hip hop is dead, but Nas around that time when, you know, that not that I, album did not. I didn't care about nah. that. I'm talking about bl- Black Republicans with Jay and Nas. Okay, I mean that, that was a moment. I think that was a moment too. Even though that album wasn't the craziest, they had some heat on there, yeah, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't the crazy. The album wasn't. The, the that was just album. a moment because that just meant that the the Jay Z Nas beef was squashed. Because you but. remember they had to sit down on MTV, right? And uh, who did that interview? At a performance at the, or somewhere or another. Where he brought Nas out? Yeah. That was a moment. And then I remember seeing the track list and it's saying Black Republicans and it had Jay on it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And uh, they sampled, what was the sample for that song? I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> you know it if you hear. 
either way, I thought that was a pretty that was a pretty cool moment. Lone, I like yours about that era. I like I that because I remember that era. Because like, I remember that. I mean, era. when I when I think about even my high school years, yeah, my high school years w- was something you can consider the golden age of just some of the dopest stuff I've ever heard in my life, and maybe taking that era for granted because you're living it. So it's like you think everything is gonna sound like this, yeah. right. and it doesn't. But like between, I would say ninety four to ninety eight. That's a good era. The whole bunch of stuff mixed up in there. I mean, my senior year, uh, Biggie and Tupac died. My senior year, first semester, Tupac. Second semester, Biggie. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and those were. Soundtracks for me, yeah. literally. I mean, that's a good. That's a good era. Th- this that's whole a good era. this whole like conversation goes back to when we were talking about how music kind of marks time. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Because I feel like a lot of my moments are specifically related to finding out about stuff or something like that. Like I, I remember, I can still visualize when you picked me up uh, when we went to play that Martin Luther King Jr. Jr. thing. At the Wigwam, yep. And you played <clears throat> Ghostface. Supreme clientele. Yeah, you played mm-hmm. the skip track. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, like it stands out. And that that was what, ninety eight, nine, ten, uh, or two thousand? I, I don't know. One of those years. Yeah, right. 90, Somewhere 90. in there. <laughs> yeah. So because it came out in two thousand, I think, or ninety nine, one or two. But yeah. so like that stands out to me. You know, yeah. like buying like buying Jurassic Five's album and then not liking it stands out to me. You Man. know, like uh I remember you know, being in the record store on a Tuesday. When that was coming out, yeah, and looking at that, and I think I ended up grab that was ninety nine, because uh, I think I want to say, uh, full clip came out the same day, mm. Gangstar, Gangstar, and I was That's like, I'm take, I'm going with this Gangstar. Uh, so you and chose I, better than I did. Yeah, shouts <laughs> to Charlie Tuna, but uh, that Gangstar only had like, or not Gangstar, that Jurassic Five only had like two cuts. I like. Yeah, I was cool on that. Hey, one. I remember. I know exactly where I was at. You brought up little brother. I know exactly who I was with and where I was at when I heard um, the listening for the first time. That was that was a moment because I'm like, who are these guys from you know the South that sound like this? They're not supposed on paper. They're not supposed to sound like this. Yeah, you know, and it blew my mind how how nice the beats were and their chemistry and Fonte obviously stood out. But I remember being like, I don't know who old boy can rap too, though. I remember saying that, you know, right. we, we were talking about that. So that was finding little brother was definitely a moment. Yeah, yeah. for me, too. And, and so was like finding listening to Blue and Exile because I, I like oh, man. like I held out on it for a while because everybody that was on this message board that I was on shouts to anybody that's listening that was on the it was um, Access Hip Hop based out of San Diego. I think it's still a record store. But like blame uh, blame one shouts to blame one like he's a rapper he's a personal friend of exile like mm. he was on that message board mm-hmm. and uh, shouts to Ricky Raw he was on that uh, linked up and done stuff with Ricky he got us on A through C the very first time mm. um, but there's a whole bunch of musicians and stuff and they were talking about it obviously fresh off the press because there are people there that literally knew them and I was like yeah I'll get around to it and then I listened to it and I was like wow this is amazing yeah like, I yeah. on it like, for a little while too I don't think I heard that album until like probably 2011 yeah man i i remember hearing that album and uh you know um yo yo the yo yo i remember hearing first time hearing that and yeah what's the uh 
Hey yo yo, what up yo? What's the main? What's the the, the joint they dropped? What's the single off that album? Talking about uh, the listening. The listening. What was the? What was the? Uh... It's not whatever you say, is it? Was it? No 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 no. It's um speed. Oh was speed. 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 I remember hearing that. Too fast for me. Yeah, like I'm like these these dudes are they're gonna bring it. This is great. I was yeah, being yeah, excited yeah. about that. So Kendrick Lamar, Section Eighty was a, was a oh, moment. Yeah, that was yeah who said, did somebody say moment. that? I, no, I I just did. Okay, but, okay, no, that was a moment. The whole Kendrick era before blowing up was a moment because like yeah. literally everything he was dropping was just refreshing. Cushion yeah. Corinthians is super, what super converted me all the way over. I listened to that song. Um, my boy Boog was getting married, and uh, I pin- picked up, you know, Brent Dean. I picked him up. Yeah. And he picked me up at the airport. He's like, man, you got to hear this Kendrick Lamar, man. It's just Cushion Corinthians. And I, BJ, the Chicago kid, is on the hook. Mm-hmm. And I remember we played that song like 20 times in a row. I'm like, who is this dude? Then I went back to uh, Overly Dedicated. Yeah. I believe that was the one prior to that. And, you know, we've talked about do they call Section 80 an album or whatever. Right. But uh, I remember hearing that song and I'm like, this dude is that guy. He's about to be, yeah. you know, one of those guys. It was a, it was a weird to- moment in time. I, I I legitimately thought I was like, oh, Kendrick could like change the landscape of music. Exactly. Yeah. He can be um, one of those guys. That was Not before I realized that nobody can really change the landscape. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I was listening to J. Cole before I was listening to Kendrick. Because mm-hmm. Kendrick was dropping, I mean, not Kendrick, but uh, J. Cole was dropping a lot of material on uh, that Piff back then. So I was catching all of his mixtapes back then, and then I got hip to Kendrick. I didn't realize how nice Cole was. I'm I'm the opposite. I got on Cole later, but I didn't realize how nice he was until I heard, I remember the, the album, but I was sleep on the mixtapes that he's talking about leading up to that. Mm-hmm. So I had to go backwards and listen. I'm like, this dude, been, he been blacking out two or three years before I even found out about him. I yeah. didn't know he was that nice. Yeah. <clears throat> like high quality bars or just, just destroying everything. So. Now nah, what, uh, what's up? Smooth Hoosier just brought up, uh, hearing Drake so far gone. Um, I will attest to that was a moment for me because hearing this dude, that could rap and somewhat hold a uh, a hold note, note here yep. and there. Yep. It was dope. It yep. was dope as a as a whole project, as an album, whatever you want to call it. It was a fire joint with Lil Brother on that. Yeah. Drake Drake had the formula to blow. I mean, and he's proved that he could do it. 100%. I mean, he's still here. I mean, a lot of his stuff sounds the same. Yeah. It's not as uh experimental as So Far Gone and yeah. Comeback Season. Yep. But I mean I would agree that that's a moment too, because he he had uh there was a groundswell around him. It started to, you know, people started talking about him. And when I heard that joint with little brother, I'm like, oh man, he reaching out to little brother. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And that, so he that was, did reach out to Fonte, is what you're saying? No, he's still all he's still all Fonte. I ain't backing yeah. off that. And it hurts my soul to know that Fonte could have been on Lord knows. Oh man. Yeah, Fonte was a whole a whole wave. That bothers me. A man. whole wave for me too. Like finding about out about Fonte and Little Brother. Like he's he's still my favorite rapper. Yeah. Foreign Exchange. Foreign Exchange. Just just the whole again. Yeah. Foreign it started exchange. and it started for me. It started with that Murs and Ninth Wonder Murs sixteen album, which I think is a classic album. That three Murs three sixteen because that exposed me to everybody that Murs was kind of connected to on the West Coast, mm. and everybody that Little Brother and Ninth Wonder was connected to. And it was a lot of people. It's, it's amazing what collaborations can do. You know? No, I'm with you. 
I'm with you on that. That was a good moment in time. Yeah, yeah. man. Like you said, those we can't get it back, so it's good to at least think about those memories. Those were some good times. Classic, classic material. All right, man, let's shout out our partners here alone. Thanks to our partners. Dr. Coleman of Coleman Dental is our go-to dentist. He's a longtime Indianapolis arts and music supporter located right in Broad Ripple. Printfinity is a screen printing shop based in Indianapolis, owned and operated by our own DJ J. Diff. Our good friends at Indie CD and Vinyl operate one of the best record stores in North America. Shop new and used in their site or visit them in person. And the best way to support the new old heads is to visit our Patreon and become a member for as little as three bucks a month. All details on newoldheads.com. All right. All right. Shout out to our partners as always. We appreciate that. If you're in the chat, make sure you look at that uh, Patreon link. That's some $3 hollers and some more stuff that we're working on. Y'all sign up, join, and get some suggestions for the show and possibly uh, perhaps be on with us at some point. We're still ironing out some, some bugs, as they say. But it's coming. It's coming. So yeah, we- make sure y'all click on that Patreon. All right, man. So Method Man does not believe that signing to an artist good thing rapper signing to an artist label now he says that he doesn't think he's always felt like we have examples of this well the the conversation was on math hoppers you remember you talked about uh adam 22 and you were saying yeah, the yeah, yeah. it was on that podcast Method oh, okay. man was with them and he said He's always felt like you can't sign to somebody who's still trying to be an artist. He says mm. it's hard. They can't give you the time or attention that you probably need and deserve unless you are your own machine. So math and the rest of the guys in the shop start giving relate. examples. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. But they talked about Drake, Wayne, Nikki, you know, that young, the young money conglomerate. All of those guys were all those people were active artists that were kind of umbrellaed under cash money, Wayne. And that thrived. So that's an anomaly, though. That's what I was about to say. Is that more of an anomaly? Because Lone, you pretty much jumped out and said you agree 100 percent. He even used Diddy as an example. He talked about more how he was still on, wanting to be an artist. More even. people on Young Money didn't make it than that did make it. I mean, yeah. you, you got like you said, you got have uh, Wayne, which is essentially the owner, president, right, or whatever you want. No, Mac Man is like the president, or whatever. But anyway. When you think of Young Money, you think of Lil Wayne. Right. Then you got Drake. Then yep. you got uh, Nicki. Nicki Minaj. But what about like Lil Twist and uh, even Tyga and all of them? Tyga would probably be next in line as far as the most popular people okay. that were on Young Money. But you don't even remember none of the other artists. I mean, look at, uh, we were talking about Khaled. Look at his We The Best imprint. I can't. Name. I don't know anybody. I yeah. thought he, I didn't know if anybody was on there except for him. I no, mean, it was him and uh, what what's was my this? boy name? Uh, oh man, I would not remember it now. I I don't know the roster because he was you on never a lot really, of the early stuff. Yes, but I can't call a dude's name. But I know who you're talking about. Um, Ace Hood was Ace, Ace Hood. Hood? Yeah, okay, Ace Hood. Shout out to Smooth Hood. Who actually has some dope records. Ace Hood has some dope records. But after that, I can't think of. Any of the We the Best artists. And I know there's more than Ace Hood. Was Pitbull a We the Best artist or was he? I don't know. He went out and got some other paper. (laughs) I don't know. I the the reason why I jumped into it so quick was because I started a label Mm. and uh I kind of changed how the label moves because of how hard it is to do artist development 
and to manage other people when you're trying to like just exactly what he's saying. Like if you're still trying to pursue and do stuff yourself, it's really hard to like put a ton of effort into um, the development of other people. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like if you do it from, from an angle of where um, like a modern day label to where you're just kind of using the said artist exposure a little bit, but to your own machine that but he was talking exactly, about. Exactly, through your own machine in that aspect. I think that maybe you, maybe it would be okay. You know what I mean? But like, just yeah, I kind of it's, agree. Is with it that. fair to say that artists now know that before they sign an artist, they're expecting the artist to come in as their own machine because of social media and the likes, and there had to be a reason for them to go to them, right? So yeah. I'm thinking a lot of the artists now are coming into these late, like what's my girl's name that you talked about to sign to uh, Yo Gotti? Lorilla. Right. She had to been doing something. I mean, she has to. a hot song. She has one of the hottest songs in the country right now. And is her following matches that, right? Yeah. So she will probably fall under the category of being her own machine. So Gotti wouldn't have to, you know, do what Lone is talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know for sure. I mean? Yeah, if you have your own machine, then just like... Now there's an artist that that Russ has signed. There's two of them that Russ has signed, but obviously Russ is super independent, right? Right. Yeah. But he signed two people. There's one dude. He's a black rapper, and then there's a, a white woman that won one of his challenges. I remember reading that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's they both some Kate something. Kate, yeah, or something. But Kate they got both. Bands or, but they both like have that. like huge followings, and they both are doing their own thing. Like they, they're following <clears throat> Russ's, like. The formula. way that he, yeah, exactly. So I feel like if you do it in that mo- that manner, and then every once in a while you can bank on Russ to do something, I think it's okay. But there, there is something to be said to where like there's only so much that like an artist. What else was Meth kind of saying in, in that besides like? Well, he he just was ba- what Meth. The basis of it was he doesn't think <clears throat> that an artist can thrive if they're signed to another artist label because of what we talked about, like there's just too much stuff going on. What you talked about when you start the label now when math and the rest of the guys in the shop start started naming Drake and Wayne and going through that math kind of jumped in. and was like, yeah, I feel you, but they probably have staffs that help with that also. Yeah. And there's always exceptions like that. Right. There's nothing is like just black and white on and off, you know, like there's always going to be that one person at, and maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is the simple fact that some people take more initiative and, and mm-hmm. more people don't just kind of bank on somebody's celebrity status mm-hmm. or already to help push them. Maybe they're like, no, I still got to keep doing my thing. But we've, I mean, this to me, I don't even know if this is really necessarily like an artist thing because labels would shelve artists. This has been going back for oh, yeah. decades. You know and they I mean? were shelving people based off of artist development area though right which is essentially it equates to having your own thing popping right now right is essentially the artist development area um but conway actually spoke about uh being signed to shady records and not having a whole lot of interaction with eminem right and that he was closer to what did he say it was somebody else he was saying he was closer to that was on, on that label or somewhere involved or around there than he okay. was with M. He was like, I might have sat down with M a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? So, is only the management level, you mean? Right. Mm. 
So if you're in a position like that to where you're thinking, uh, me being signed to Shady is about to change my life. Right. And then you get there and it's like nothing's going on. I mean, you can even think about Dr. Dre with Aftermath. Yeah. He had at one point in time, he had Eminem, uh, Rakim, Busta Rhymes, Eve. Eve was on uh, Aftermath Aftermath before she was Rough Riders. True. He ended up having to jump ship. But um, a lot of people. Yeah. Like I was think Freddie, Freddie Gibbs was a part of some. some... Freddie Gibbs was on a CTE. Yeah, but it was with, before uh, that. I think it was before that, though. <clears throat> I don't yeah, know. I, if it was, it was a it was a smaller stint. If I I think you're right. No, that's but it what was, I mean. It, was it wasn't it though. wasn't something like that lasted longer. He even got like pushed mm-hmm. out. But he was like maybe maybe I, I could be getting him mixed up. With he had a stint. This, see, I'm talking Fre- like 2007, eight. Freddie had mm-hmm. a stint with uh. Uh, what you call it too? Uh, Def Jam first before. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of De- maybe that's what I'm thinking. When he was putting well, out, I thought Jeezy was on Def Jam anyway. But Def Jam South or something. Yeah, I'm talking about just Def Jam before he went to the CT imprint. Like he oh. just, oh, I see. He had a little 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 uh, stint with Def Jam, just a regular Def Jam. Um, but nah, man, it's it's um, it's it interesting. It depends, yeah. Obviously, um, it doesn't work for everybody, right? So, um. Method Man can be can be talking from experience, maybe. Good. With being signed to Wu Tang, but the thing about what uh, what Jizza did or RZA, yeah, he let them sign wherever they wanted to, so he didn't hold them hostage to just work under that same umbrella. Right. So that may be why Method Man sees it as maybe that might be a crutch if you're signed to an artist and you can't really do you because they're so worried about doing them. Maybe he doesn't see it like that, but I mean, I can see it both ways. Yeah, I I do. I mean, if there's a choice between signing with a really good label that has like great management and knows how to push you out there versus like just a name, Mm -hmm. I would always choose like the people that that's their job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? More security. Well, not even, well, maybe, but I just, I feel like. Structure is maybe what I mean to say. More structure. I feel like it's, it's 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 their thing. It's like their thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if it's my thing to just manage artists, then you're probably going to want to hire me to manage you than Drake. Yeah. I got you. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe not because Drake just off him alone is going to be able to. He going to get you in position. You know what I mean, yeah, but, he gonna get but that's what I mean. Like somebody that is a rapper that has a little bit of clout because they're not going to like work it, you know? So I feel like in that aspect, it makes sense to. Or be to worried that. about you outshining them. And that's how Young Money was able to flourish because Lil Wayne wasn't worried about anybody outshining him. He wanted everybody to be dope. And, and he, he was went away and wheezy. did his bid. He yeah. went away and did his bid, and they carried the torch for him. True. So, I mean, it just worked out that way for them. Shout out to Smooth Hoosier. He literally just said that in the chat. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. He said oh. everyone won't let you shine like Michael Bivens did with Boys to Men. Hey, true. there you go. That's yep. true. So I mean, that's that's true. Yeah. So and He let them eat. Oh yeah, What's the man? he would be forgetting the, how uh, instrumental that Mike Bivens was in their career. Yeah, they they ate. I'm talking about they ate good. I've never heard uh, Boys to Men speak ill of Michael Bivens that I know. Now nah. I could be wrong. I, maybe y'all saw an interview or somebody in chat can correct me, but I've never heard them say anything bad about Michael Bivens. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, he Mike, put them in a position to win. And they they and Boys to Men low key. 
turned into their own machine. They absolutely did. <laughs> you know I what mean, I mean? When you think about late 90s, yeah. if you ain't thinking about Jodeci or late, late 90s, Drew Hill. Yeah. You, uh shit. I there said it again. Let's think this but, too uh, long. But Boys and <laughs> Men, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Boys and Men was solid. But like, uh, you like them, uh, the uh, the crooning. Come and on, the, man. Uh, the whining, 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 yay. Come on, man. We're not about to disrespect boys and men. It ain't man. disrespect when it's the truth. I feel you. You know, because when you when you sing about a woman that did you completely uh, wrong, come on, you let's don't not care. do this, man. Let's not do this. That's come a good on, record, man. though. It's a good record. You like it? I do. All right. But still, when you really sit down and listen to you, like, or is that the the decisions you're gonna make, Mike? No, it's not. I'm just saying really? the song. I mean, but the song. It's a good song, man. End of the road is a song we're talking about, people. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, yeah, they singing about some stuff. A lot of simping going on in there. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's just like they played it out on uh, the Living Color skit. The exact same yeah, thing. Man, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going out like that. I don't know if I can go out like that either. But you know, they turned it into a good record, man. That's yeah, all I'm gonna say. I mean, they they. They was in their bag. They was making good good records back most then. Most slept on boys to men record. Wreck the most me, slept on boys to me, men record. And it was a single, but I still don't think it gets the love. Is the one where uh, water runs dry when they was out on the. That on wasn't the no slept on record. I don't think that it was gets a the hit P's. record. I don't think it get the peas like the rest of them. No, oh, end man. of the road. Uh, what's the biggest singles? Um, it don't get love like Motown, Philly. It don't get love like. Uh, I have to pull the two album up. The two albums. So you made me forget the one I was thinking when you hit me with the water. I mean, you water runs dry was fire though. That's a hit song. You think it get the love like uh? Man, that's a hit song, right. man. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know if it get the love like uh. Please don't go away. Is is a song that don't get get the love? I see. I think I think people home on that one. I don't know. It's Lone's ring. Lone ain't that your ring? <laughs> Never mind. I think it'd be more likely to be your ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, you, you tripping on Water Runs Dry. Maybe I'm tripping, The hit man. song, man. That, that record might have been man. a diamond single. <laughs> <laughs> might have been a diamond single. Yo, maybe I'm tripping out there, world. I apologize. I just did. I don't know, man. I don't, I never hear that one. Man, I'll that Make Love a, to You that was, was way the, bigger than that. That was on the radio all the time. But, like, bro, I'll Make Love to You uh, on Bend and Knee are bigger, way bigger than Water Runs Dry. Come on, man. You, you sure? It's like a three-pack, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it really kind of is. Yeah, like, you don't miss. Them Them are not misses. All right, man. All right. All right. I still. Now, the one that I mentioned is one that don't get. Please don't go away is not. That's a banger. That is not a song that was played what like that. What album was that off of? Their first. That's one? the first one. Motown Philly. And thank you is one to call this intro. I'm thank sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't sound like that, but we well, yeah, did. If you of. sign up for our Patreon, Patreon, that's literally the uh, video that plays. Yeah. I, I wait. I could be wrong. I think that is. I don't know. Is that the noise when if we the, get a new song? If, if the floods in there, he'll be able to tell us. It's like a link pops up, and it's just like the, that video of them doing that song. <laughs> Shout out to Dallas Austin, who actually said in an interview that Boys to Men was trash to work with, and they they used to use Auto Tune. No, they <laughs> they used to around this time. He said coming off the first album. You couldn't tell him anything. They wanted to produce Somebody all the records. Somebody else said that. Who was that? And it was a, a uh, Candy from Escape said that Boys and Men was trash to work with. Word? Yeah. I know Dallas Austin said around this time, the two album, he said you couldn't work with him. He said they wanted to produce everything, and they were trying to tell him how to produce, and 
That's why he only did just the intro and rolled out. Mm. Well, it worked oh. out for them. Dallas Austin is a wrestler, right? <clears throat> nah, man. He was a hit producer back in the day. He was also a wrestler, though, right? Who am I thinking no, of? No, you thinking of Dallas. Diamond Dallas Diamond Page. Diamond Dallas Page, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yo, Dallas Austin, we apologize, <laughs> man. It's all right. We Don't get him he in the comments, hand y'all. He yeah. with... Uh, like TLC and yeah, he was big on the Atlanta early Atlanta sound with LaFace. Yeah, he he's uh gotcha. he preceded Jermaine Dupree and them and all that. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, don't get his him little in brother it. was in uh, another bad creation. He wasn't really in it. He was like the extra dude in another bad creation. The one that was like playing, he was the DJ or something like that. Yeah, he was, was just him? the one that, that said their names and had a bull on or something. I don't know. I see the flood said longevity with the disrespect of Dallas Austin. <laughs> hey, flood, I, that's why I was telling man, no, don't don't run him out of business, bro. It was just an honest mistake, man. So shout, shout out to Diamond ever. Dallas. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Diamond Dallas Page, though. Hey, for real. And, the uh, diamond WC, cutter. Yeah, the, di- the diamond cutter. Yeah. yeah. WCW, we see y'all. I know it's gone now, but we see y'all. World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> All right. I want to buy myself. I don't need Elizabeth. Yo. <laughs> what is going on right now? Oh, shout out yeah. To, and shout out to Goldust. If y'all know who that is, uh, Goldust was that dude. Local. He was not right? that dude. He was nice, though. I ain't never like you. Ain't, you ain't like his antics, but man, he, I ain't like nice. him at all. He, <laughs> <laughs> just like look at him so when he come out. It's like, man, what is this, man? I don't want to see this dude. He did have gold dust though in his hand. He was trash. <laughs> he looked like CeeLo when he got all dressed up. He did. Yeah, he looked Good like call. A big overgrown CeeLo. Yeah. CeeLo with long like a, hair. CeeLo looked like a fool in that outfit. I'm sorry. So did gold dust. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's get the hip hop hip hop producer goat conversation that we have tried to expedite as we continue to go up the list. Uh Let's see, let's pull this up here. Well, this is gonna TV be interesting because we got a. Uh oh, it's just me. Huh? Hold on, let me. Uh, pull we we pull got the TV the late here. great Shock G is up next. There we go. So I have his discography. We I'll kind of run through that while Loan is um. Good. Go ahead and start. You good? Producing. Yeah, you can go through. All right, so Shock G, we all know Shock G, and rest in peace to the OG. <clears throat> Went through the discography. We all know Sex Package. He produced the whole album. So, you know, that right there alone is, we we know what that album is. It's a classic. Yeah. I don't really know that. Who is this? Digital Underground. Digital Underground. Oh, yeah. I, I was never really huge in the digital. That's kind of before my time a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm, it was no, like 89, uh, 90, 91. Yeah. Early, yeah. you know, Pac was a roadie <laughs> with them and, you know, he got on that same song and destroyed it and it was a rap. So. That was even after uh, Sex Packets. Show us. Because yeah. that was featured on the soundtrack of... What's the Dan Aykroyd movie, Long? Where Which the, one? Uh, <laughs> I hate you. Trading Places. No, no. man. Uh, Terry's right. I can't think of the name of the movie, though. But it was a Dan Aykroyd joint, right? Yeah. He was in the movie. Anyway. I can't remember the movie, but Dan Aykroyd, it was, had paint all on their face. You don't remember that movie? Prosthetics. Early 90s. Uh, Coneheads? No, not Coneheads. Nah. Before Coneheads. Prosthetics. Yeah, he looked he looked weird in the Who else was in it? Uh some other people. Oh, you talk <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Go to Dan Aykroyd's uh, uh movie page I'll, I'll early nineties. I'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah. All right, so 
Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. That's Thank the movie. The flood. Thank you. Thank you. The flood is on it. Appreciate you. Go. All right, man. So we they, there's more digital underground, and then we start getting into uh, some pop pop records. Uh, Rebel Rebel of the Underground. Words of wisdom. Let's see. What I want to do for love, Tupac. Yep. Uh, I get around. Come on, man. You already know what that is. That's huge. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so many tears. Uh oh, Bobby Brown. Uh, Get getaway away. remix. Yep. Uh, he's got joints with the Loonies. Let's see. Did his production reign kind of stop like at the in the nineties though? Uh, as I parts. go through, I late believe 90s. late nineties. I believe you're right. Uh, let's see. He has uh, he's some of these artists. Okay, let's see. Prince. Prince. That's big. Love sign. Nineteen ninety eight. Uh, let's see. He got a Mac Mall joint two thousand one. KRS One got a joint with Mers in 2002. Yeah, it stops in 2004 alone, and the rest of it is just guest appearances. So his joints with Pop are the iconic joints. Obviously, his work with Digital Underground is iconic. <clears throat> Bobby Brown remix, you can throw that in there. Working with the Loonies, out to the West Coast. Um, I think those are the highlights. And Terry, you can see the list as well. Yeah, unless I'm missing something. Um, yeah. How many tears, Tupac? That's big. Man. That's big. That's real big. I get around. I woke up and screamed, after the world, they try to say that I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's one of my favorite albums ever. That it is. But yeah, he's, um, those records are legendary. Now, you know, he might get, he might get hogtied on some of the other categories, but he got some iconic records. Let's go ahead and go into our, um, okay. our list. As we always do with the criteria for Shock G, influence, impact on peers, and upcoming producers. I'm gonna give him a nine. You give him a nine? Okay. On influence, I mean, he kind of was one of them uh, G Funk pioneers. Honestly, I ain't mad at. I'm not mad at that. I think I will. I'm gonna go. Uh, go seven. He sampled go a seven. lot of. Um, I was gonna go seven. Too. Early, he sampled a lot of uh, Parliament Funkadelic stuff early. Yeah. Which kind of led Dr. Dre and them down that same rabbit hole. I ain't mad at that. You know, so yeah. I mean that influence right there. He and Dre Dre just was on steroids with it, took it yeah. to the next level. So I, that's why I have to give him a nine on the influence. I'm gonna go seven long. Yeah, I'm gonna go seven too. You want me to type? Oh yeah, let me see if it lets me enter. I don't know why. I should have checked. Oh, uh, you this. having that issue? Yeah, I should have checked with you before. That's my bad. What'd you say, Terry? I said nine. We'll do that next week for sure to make sure I got access. No, it's okay. Uh, how versatile are the hip hop records? Versatile. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's in the same lane. Yeah, a lot. I'll probably say about us. <clears throat> you have to think of time period too a little bit. Yeah, that's true because you don't have as much to work with. I'll go seven. I'll go seven. I'll say seven on that too. I'll go seven with y'all. That's fair. I'll go seven <clears throat> with y'all. Bye. <laughs> collaborators different hip-hop styles of artists producers works so we said loonies he had a prince joint thrown in there not hip-hop though and um who else we well Pac obviously digital underground mag mall Saphir. yep um bobby brown not hip-hop not hip-hop i'll say loonies, seven karis one say six on collaborators okay i'm gonna go seven yeah i'm gonna go I don't know. I have to throw a time period in there. I'm going to go seven. 
feel like it was it's a little bit different, harder to. Yeah, I guess you're I right. can appreciate that. I'm going to go with seven, too. Yeah, I can appreciate that, that you, you take that in consideration. I think you have to. Yeah, that's dope. Um, big hits, cult classics from the producer. Now, we named some huge records. I'm going to uh, go eight. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm feeling eight on this one. Those are timeless records. The I big can, ones are timeless records. I can agree with you guys on that. Consistency, quality of the material released. Seven. I'm going to go six. Um, <clears throat> the highs are high, but. Yeah. Um, I'll go seven, too, actually. Yeah. Seven. Uh, body of work. How great is the overall body of work? I'm giving my eight. Yeah. I don't think I'm mad at an eight. We can do that. Uh, I'm going to go seven. I'll do eight. Uh, How often are the songs great for their beats? Final product. I'm going to go seven. He's living at that seven mark. Yeah. I can't argue with seven, bro. Because he's he's better than average. You know what I'm saying? He is better than average. That's what I mean. Like, I'm not mad at that. You say seven too long? Yeah. 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 All right, melodic elements. You samples or originals? I didn't he, know he played the piano on. Yeah, he, he uh, I get, get busy on, on melodies. Yeah, his key game is high, I'm way higher eight. than I thought. I'm gonna yeah. say eight on on melodies. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a strong. I'm gonna go nine. I was impressed with him on the keys. I didn't know you. I can. I didn't know he could play piano like that. He had a song on his first album called "The Piano Man." True. How great were the melodies, though? Yeah, outside some, outside of being able to play them. Like, I'll put it to you this way. He wasn't uh, as Ninth Wonder says, uh, tink tinking. <laughs> nah, he wasn't. <laughs> he and then the sample game is is out of this world, honestly. Uh, tink tinking. He wasn't tink tinking on the piano. I'll say uh, that. I'll go eight. I can vouch for him on that. Drums, I'll go six. I'll go seven on drums. Yeah, I'm going to say seven on drums. Man, Ninth Wonder be saying tink tink. <laughs> he said he's not just tink tinking. I saw that <laughs> clip. <laughs> there's playing and then there's playing. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, Ninth was upset, boy. They was talking about the, the producer. No, Shark G was a solid producer, man. Back, so let's see what his score. Well, it's only three of us, but he got a seven point three. Point three solid for Shark G. Yeah, that's respectable. He did not get hog tied. And uh, then, like, I like how long how you brought up. You have to consider the era that he produced in. Yes, which would weigh who he worked with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he worked with a lot of people for his era. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, and he super slept on. Yeah, like super, absolutely. Super slept on. I'm glad. I'm, I'm going to have to remember that um, from a context standpoint as we continue. That's a good point. I mean, even his style, like creating the the character Humpty Hump, yeah, is based off of Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. Sir knows the funk. Mm-hmm. So and they kind of had that vibe with their live show. Yeah, remember definitely. how crazy their live show was. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pac was a background <laughs> dancer yeah. and a roadie. You know what I'm saying? They had the game unlocked for a little minute. Facts. Okay. All right, man. So, do we have time long for Mike Will made it? Because you know his discography is going to be. <laughs> I'll say we probably hold that one. We got we'll about, hold that one. We got about a minute left. Yeah. For the show, so well, I guess yeah, we we'll tuck that one to next tuck week because his discography is going to be stupid. Yeah, we can we can hold off on that. So who we got? We who we got coming up here? We got DJ Paul, Juicy J. That's going to be good. Mike Will made it. Crisis. Damage. Yeah. Now we're getting into some of the guys. DJ Topes coming up. That's now we getting in there. Ilmai, Warren G, Ilmai, yeah. Pimp. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah. Doc G is better than Warren G. I would agree. 
You like Shock G. Yeah. Yeah, like He's yeah. always been an yeah. advocate for uh but you, but sex you, package though. You also mm-hmm. like early Tupac stuff. Yeah. yeah. And Shock yeah. G's all over that. Yeah. In multiple ways. Warren mm-hmm. G Warren G is going to be uh interesting. I'll just say that. I don't I'm I'm I, thinking Terry is right. But I, I'm gonna have to look at I'm gonna have to look at it on paper to I mean, make without sure. Without Shock G, is Warren G really a producer? Because I mean, he he took those same elements that Shock G was doing, kind of introduced to the world and created the G Funk era. You made a good point about the G Funk. You made a good point. Dre just took it out this world. Yeah. Oh, um, I ain't mad at that. All right, y'all, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, newoldheads.com for all the education you need this year. Shout out to the chat, too. We appreciate you guys for being uh, live and active this week and giving us some good comments. We really appreciate it. Stick around for the post show. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Minute.